0: The basketball is a game of ebb and flows. It's a game of opportunities and obstacles. And, you know, you never know when the ball is going to stop bouncing. It can be tomorrow. It can be years from now. But, you know, you just treat every opportunity for what it is. It's the opportunity to go out there and do the thing I love to do for the people I love.
1: That was Nate Knight. That was Nate Knight. I'm Marnie Gellner. This is Wolves Plus presented by Aura. A for Towns. And one for Cash. Postal shows off the handle and the shot. Anthony Edwards! Anthony Edwards! We well, got his feelings hurt on this one. Oh!
0: May the force be with you! Coast to coast for Obi-Wan Okogi!
1: Welcome, Nate, not Nathan, Dude. as we have learned this season. Why don't you like Nathan? Uh,
0: Nathan's like, I don't know. My mom called me Nathan. You get in trouble. Get a phone call from the principal. Get home. Nathan. I'm like, uh-oh. Uh-oh. oh Full name, Nathan Knight. Damn. It's going to be a long night. So I say Nate to keep it light, keep it fresh. Okay.
1: Have you ever thought about changing it like in, in the program? So you go to NBA arenas, they all, you make a basket. It says, Nathan Knight. Yeah, I mean, I thought about
0: it. But it's just like, I don't know. You got to have some flavors. You can't just be Nate. Because Nate can't be a, a Nathan, but a Nathan could be a Nate, if that makes oh, sense. Oh,
1: yes. Options.
0: But I don't want to be Nathan. I'm not a Nathaniel. Just Nathan. Nathan. Your birth
1: name is not. Actually, I know your birth name. I don't know if I can say your birth name. <laughs> uh, Nathan Solomon Kapahukula mm-hmm. Knight. Because mm-hmm. your mom is Hawaiian? Yes, ma'am. Okay, say that for me correctly, please.
0: Nathan Solomon Kapahukula Knight. Kapahukula. Mm-hmm.
1: Have you been to Hawaii? Were you born Brief? there
0: yeah born there i was born in uh waiwa near oahu um spent i say my first two three years there and then spent a the majority of my childhood up in syracuse okay yeah
1: that's cool that's a really unique thing i've never been to hawaii and it is very high on my bucket list of places to visit it's beautiful yeah it seems beautiful. like the most beautiful place on earth yeah one of them honestly yeah that's a really cool name. I, I love that about you. Okay, so um, you said you grew up in Syracuse, and I had read that when you were in high school, you were a baseball player. Mm-hmm. Not only a player, a pitcher, and a good baseball pitcher. Yes. And one of the reasons you were probably better at uh, baseball, maybe at that time, is you were 5'10 as a freshman in high school?
0: Yeah. Yeah, we late-bloomer. That's, <laughs> that's what we all call what ourselves. What did you like about baseball? I don't know. I mean, ironically, I was enjoying the pace, I guess, and, like, the amount of the attention to detail. like. You, you get one rep every, you know, I pitch. You get one rep every, like, you know, 15, 20 seconds, depending on what's going on. Mm-hmm. Real attention to detail. Pitchers, high risk, high reward. So yeah. it was just like that whole, that whole idea, that whole mm-hmm. mantra is what really drew me to the sport.
1: Interesting you would say that you like the pace because that's what drives a lot of people away from baseball.
0: Yeah, at least at that age, I was like, slow it down. Let's be methodical. Let's, let's take our time. Let's figure out what we need to do here.
1: Well, then you had a growth spurt, Mm -hmm. apparently. So as a freshman, you're Mm 5'10". Tell me if this is correct. As a sophomore, 6'2". As a junior, 6'5". Senior, Mm 6'8". So you went from 5'10 as a freshman to 6'8 as a senior. Mm -hmm. And then you were like, oh, basketball. Yeah,
0: basketball just kind (laughs) of fell in my lap at that point, yeah.
1: When did you give up baseball?
0: Sophomore year? Yeah, I I was football, too. I gave up oh, okay. football as well football was a little dangerous at that side so i had to drop that as well was it hard yeah it was i did enjoy football i got out as a quarterback oh nice you stay out the way i remember i got hit too i got hit too hard one time and that was enough for me I was, okay. that's it i was like yeah my body's obviously too large for this sport so switched to something safe
1: i feel like you made the right choice yeah me too so basketball brought you to william and mary mm-hmm. in Williamsburg. Virginia and I had read I don't know if this is true I had read you lost 45 pounds between your freshman year and your sophomore year of college Mm -hmm. true Mm -hmm.
0: really yeah so I my gosh it was my senior spring of high school I had maybe like four offers didn't know where I was going what I was doing um so I just like you know just stopped put the basketball down for a while I had a part-time job um just trying to you know figure out my mom my aunt my circle to figure out what was next and you know thankfully enough I was able to go to boarding school and when I got to boarding school I waited at like, like 285 290 and that was after like my senior year being at like 215 just like not touching the basketball for a while I did AAU if you watch the AAU highlights you can you can kind of see it the jersey was a triple X so it makes me look a lot smaller than I was but yes yeah. yeah, boarding school is rough Freshman year was rough, just trying to shake that weight, trying yeah. to change my habits a little bit, but the rewards were. How'd you do it? It was the diet, really. Because always, I'm, always, I'm always a gym rat. I've always been in the gym. Mm-hmm. I really was, it was a diet and weight training. I never touched okay. weights until I got to boarding school. So a mixture of lifting weights and eating right was enough for me.
1: That'll do it. Yeah. 45 pounds uh, between seasons, that's, that's pretty incredible. You ended up, though, playing all four seasons at William & Mary, scored over 2,000 career points, second most in school history. You are the conference player of the year and the defensive player of the year in the conference. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty good college career.
0: Yeah. yeah. William & Mary was, um, I don't know, I mean, the entire experience, on and off the court is something you can't really encapsulate with words. Um, I mean, the basketball was, you know, an entirely different realm, the relationships mm-hmm. I built there the friendships I've built there, you know, some of the things you can't, you can't put a price on. And then obviously off the court, my ability to get my degree was something that means a lot more to me than people think. So.
1: We're going to get to that in just a minute. Um, one of the tidbits I read from your accomplishments in college was that you were the first player since Tim Duncan at Wake Forest in 96-97 to average these numbers, 20 points, eight rebounds, three assists, two blocks. That's a really good college so That was my
0: junior year, I think, right? Yeah, my junior year. Yep. Yeah, that was, I don't know. I'll give credit to the offense. I'll give credit to that, <laughs> okay. that, that Princeton offense. Ball, You get the ball in your hands a lot. I don't know what my turnovers were. I'm sure they were, they were up there, they too.
1: Were, yeah, very low.
0: Yeah. Very we'll low. We'll take it. We'll take it.
1: So you worked a lot on your shot in college, mm-hmm. and I had read that you would try to make 100 threes and 60 free throws every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Mm-hmm. So you're just shooting, shooting, shooting? Because was that a weakness in your game that you had recognized?
0: Yes, 100%. I mean, my freshman year, I mean, I remember just going back, looking at some of the stats, it was just, you see the climb, but like, you know, I just saw a lot of room for improvement. You know, fortunately enough, I was able to spend uh, all my summers in Williamsburg. So once the season ended, once the school year was over, I just planted myself in the city, just in the gym as much as I could.
1: Then it obviously pays off. You have these seasons, you produce these stats, you did the pre-draft workouts between your junior year and your senior year, so you did the full circuit, mm-hmm. then you decided to return to William & Mary for your senior season, and this was your quote, it was the most difficult decision I have ever made in my life. Playing in the NBA was something I've always wanted to do, but when I weighed the pros and cons, ultimately I felt like I would have regretted not finishing my degree. Yeah. Why was that degree so important?
0: I mean, it's just, you know, I'm one of the very few in my family to have a bachelor's degree, especially from a school, that pedigree. And, I don't know, I mean, I just put so much work in uh, off the court. You know, all the study halls I had to go to, mm-hmm. all the all-nighters I was pulling to take exams. It was just something I felt like kind of be all for nothing if I just, you know, walked away from it without getting my degree.
1: With the NBA right in front of you. Yeah. Oof.
0: Yeah, it was tough. But, again, I looking back, my degree is something that I can't get taken away from me. The fact that I spent all my four years there and got my degree in something that I'm really passionate in. So,
1: Yeah, congratulations. That is something. That is something. There have only been three players who played at William & Mary who made it to the NBA, three. Andy Duncan, drafted in 1947, Brant Widener, drafted in 1983, and
0: Nate Knight. Love that. I like that. Makes me smile. What out. an
1: accomplishment. <laughs> Seriously. Like Thank you. That's fantastic. So you wore jersey number 13 mm-hmm. at William & Mary. You wear jersey 13 uh, with the Timberwolves, and this is to honor your older sister, Yaisha.
0: Waisha. 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 Yeah.
1: She was killed when you were 11 years old. Mm-hmm. Her birthday is April 13th, so you wear jersey number 13. Mm-hmm. How much does her memory continue to influence you, continue to impact you in your life today as an adult?
0: Yeah, I mean, still, you know, it's all I know. Um, Just growing up, my sister was kind of, you know, our second mom. My mom was, you know, single mother for working multiple jobs, just trying to do everything she can to keep us afloat. So my sister, you know, took a lot of that load of making sure we had what we needed at the house, you know, in-house when we got home from school. So, um, you know, that took a toll on our family for, a long time, and it still does. But mm-hmm. she's kind of why I do what I do, you know, to give my family a better opportunity, to give myself a better opportunity to get away from some of the things that, you know, unfortunately took her away from us.
1: So 13s for her mm-hmm. all the time. So you end up signing a two-way contract with Atlanta, with mm-hmm. the Hawks, and last season played 33 games. Did you have any, holy cow, I'm in the NBA moments last year?
0: Yeah, I mean, we played um, the Cleveland Cavaliers. It was one of those moments. It was just, um, you know, those opportunities that present themselves. Unfortunately, one of our guys was out with an injury. Um, coach walks up to us uh, during our, pre- our um, shooting times. He's like, Nate, we're going to need you to be first off the bench tonight. Um, so and so's out with, I, I forget, but sure. it was like that moment. It kind of hit me. I'm like, damn, I have to play some meaningful minutes tonight. Let me... Let me lock in real quick. Let me, get ready. Let me get ready to go. I just remember I was so excited. And it's like touching the basketball floor for the first time again. You get super nervous, super anxious. But again, it was just, I don't know. It was one of those moments. It was just like, wow. You know, checking into the game for the first time. You know, everybody's ah, just like, I don't know. It was just something that I can't really describe with words. It was a great feeling.
1: And the Hawks had a great season. Yeah, ended we did. up in the Eastern Conference Finals last season. You were a part of that that whole run. That's your first season in the NBA. Yeah, that's a that's a fine welcome to the league.
0: Yeah, it was uh, it was insane. I just remember, like the first game of the playoffs was just, just The energy, the atmosphere is just a lot mm-hmm. different. And you take those experiences. You know, I you know didn't get a lot of minutes on the court in the playoffs. You know, the run we sure. made was incredible. But like you know, you still I still learned. I think I learned a lot watching the game, um, how we scout, how the attention to detail, how the game, how the schemes change. You just, I, I learned a lot last year and you know, give a lot of credit to the Hawks for the, the run we made and the opportunity they gave me to learn and grow as a basketball player.
1: When you left Atlanta, a writer there had written this about you. Nate has a level of energy that was just infectious. He was willing to do anything that was asked of him by the coach. He was a wonderful teammate. We'll miss him. You so even as a rookie, undrafted, coming in, you made an impact with the fans, with the organization. Was it because you made a conscious effort to be that kind of a player, or are you just that kind of a player?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I've you know basketball's something I've been doing my entire life. Um, just that was just the kind the kind of player I've always tried to be. Try to encapsulate, you know, they're just like the perfect teammate, the guy that everybody wants to be around. That's who I try to be on the court and off the court, and. You know fortunately enough it worked out for me last year i was able to get that praise and i don't know who wrote that but you know greatly appreciate it
1: yeah it seemed to be reflective of what everybody was thinking mm-hmm. so you left to mark thank you you're welcome so this season with the timberwolves you had a game that i as someone who works these games will never forget i'm guessing you having played it will never forget just because the circumstances were so Impressive and unforgettable right after Christmas, December 27th against Boston. Mm-hmm. The roster, actually the league, is, is decimated by players in health and safety protocols. You were healthy at the time. You had a career high, 20 points in that game, 11 rebounds, four assists, and a block in 29 minutes against the Boston Celtics at Target Center. What did that game, just producing on an NBA court, what did that game mean to you personally?
0: uh it meant a lot honestly um you know you kind of go through the season um with the ebb and flows and you know to come out there and have an opportunity like that you get kind of nervous you kind of you know I definitely started the game with some doubt just kind of self-doubt in myself just like am I going to be able to come out here and do what I need to do to help this team win because that was that's always been my main focus you know regardless of what I'm doing on the floor off the floor it's just you know impact winning Mm -hmm. impact the winning culture so Getting an opportunity like that, stepping into a different role that night was something that you know really caught me off guard. And again, fortunately enough, I was able to take advantage of an opportunity that I was put in front of me. Um, and it was just a great feeling. The atmosphere, the support from the fans, from my teammates, was um, something I'll, I'll, never, I'll never let go of. Yeah.
1: When you think back on a game like that, just because you were so involved in so much of it, do you remember like just? All the little details about so many different plays. Like, if I asked you something, you'd be like, oh, yeah, I was in the left corner, I passed it twice, I dribbled once. Details stick out?
0: Yeah, for sure. I That was just, you know, one of those games. It was like, I definitely, you know, came out with some nerves, but once I was able to, you know, slow down, get my bearings together, and just, like, you know, let the main thing be the main thing, the game just came naturally. And I was, we were able to, you know, we're down a little bit. We were able to come back, mount to come back, and, you know, just mm-hmm. hold on to it for the rest of the game. And it was just. It was just one of those nights. It was a great feeling.
1: There is something about you and the way you play that, whether it's that game or a game you play two minutes or 10 minutes, when you enter a game, I don't care what the circumstances are up big, down big, tied you don't enter a game unnoticed. You are loud in the way that you play. You either have these big, thunderous dunks, you get fouled a lot, you're just you're noticeable you never check in even if you play a short stint and then check out and and I go oh Nate Knight was in you are in and it's like Nate Knight's in (laughs) why do you think that is about the way that you play basketball that it's just impactful
0: I mean I don't know I guess it's just you know I love for the game I love for what I do um basketball is a game of ebb and flows it's a game of opportunities and obstacles and you know you never know when the ball's going to stop bouncing. It can be tomorrow. It can be years from now. But, you know, you just treat every opportunity for what it is, the opportunity to go out there and do the thing I love to do for the people I love. Um, and when you keep it in that light, it's really easy to go out there and just give it your all because, that's you know, that's what it, it's bigger than me at this point. I'm out here, you know, supporting my family, making, you know, making my mom proud, making my family proud out here doing what I do. So it's just it's just one of those things that I can't really – Um, encapsulate with a couple sentences it's just um I don't know it's bigger than me I I love basketball it's given me so much and it's given so much to myself and you know now at this stage it's given so much to my family and you know my family to come and generations to Mm -hmm. come has given me opportunities that you know I wouldn't have been made possible if I didn't you know do what I do so
1: to make the most of it Mm -hmm. you shoot left-handed do you do everything left-handed
0: I write left-handed. Okay. I, I eat left-handed. Mm-hmm. I use chopsticks left-handed. Um, I think that's really about How
1: it. How about throw a ball? I throw a ball. In your pitcher, you were
0: – I was right-hand, right-hand dominant in, in, in every other sport. I'm trying to think. You play golf, my left hand's on top, so I, I think is that – is that regular? That's,
1: right, that's right-handed. Like you hold a bat too, you swing right-handed. Mm-hmm, swing like yep. that, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Yeah, I bat right-handed, throw right-handed. You wouldn't, know I, you wouldn't know I was left-handed if I didn't play basketball probably.
1: I'm, I'm very similar. I do all my daily tasks left handed and all my sports right handed. Did spiral notebooks give you a problem in school? Yeah. Oh, the
0: worst. Yeah, so I was like, I don't know if I used to use this trick. So instead of writing on like the normal page that has like the spirals on the left side, yeah. I always wrote on the, the back. I always flipped it over Flip, and wrote yeah. so I can like have, the, have no spirals on the left side. Yep. So all my and notes if, are on the back of the page.
1: Right. Yeah. Most people's back of the page. And yeah. if you were lucky enough to get it perforated, where you could tear it out with a nice little seam instead of the spiral. Then, it, when you flip the page, you could, if you had to turn it in, there was no messy. Exactly. Yeah. With the ink all Gre- across the. Great minds think of life. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. I see you. Um, I had read that someday, someday down the road, you would like to either pursue a career in sports analytics, mm-hmm. which would be. Uh, Helpful, given your background yeah. or coaching, is that still a path you might be on someday?
0: yeah, one hundred percent, I think um just you know stay around the sport of basketball, give back to the game because the game's given me so much um, you know as a coach, that would just be something that that's just something I'm really passionate in, just the ability to you know pass down knowledge to the next generation because you know that's that's I feel like one of the main reasons why we do what we do, you know obviously to take care of our families to you know, build on notoriety, build build a name mm-hmm. for ourselves mm-hmm. and for our families and for our loved ones, but you know, bestow that knowledge, bestow that success onto the next generation. And if I can do that in the coaching realm as a mentor in any capacity, that's something that, you know, I really would like to pride myself in.
1: You on this year's Wolves team, you and Nas Reed have become pretty close, pretty good buddies.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. What, what is it about the two of you, your personalities? What is it? What, what clicks for you and Nas? I don't know.
0: That's a good question because, like, I don't know. At first glance, Nas seems super reserved and super quiet. But, like, like I know Nas. I've known Nas for a while. We have some mutual friends. He was on our AAU team, one of my cousins. And, you know, so we've heard of each other. And it's like, I don't know. We just, like, you, you spend time just, like, naturally. Like, when the season starts, everyone's breaking bread. Ice breakers trying to kumbaya and, like, I don't know. Me and him have a, our personalities are a little too similar. We just have a lot in common. So it was just like kind of instant. Spent a lot of time together. And like Nas is just one of those people that he's just easy to be around. And I've learned a lot from Nas too. From a basketball standpoint, from a life standpoint. He's, mm-hmm. as you guys know, an exceptional basketball player. an Amazing talent. But he's just a really genuine person. Mm-hmm. And you know, in this generation, those, those kind of people are hard to come by. So Nas is like we're locked in for sure. That's yeah. my guy. He's a good one.
1: Mm-hmm. He's a good one. This is just your second NBA season. You're finding your footing. You're looking for your opportunities to get on the court. When you look one year, two year, one month ahead, what do you feel like lies ahead for you in the NBA?
0: Um, I don't know. Um, that's a great question. You know, I wish I had an answer for that. Um, you know, hopefully I'm still here. I love Minnesota. I love the opportunities they've given me, the connections I've built with people in the organization, my teammates and, you know, all of my subordinates, my higher ups and stuff like that. I've built some amazing relationships. Um, so yeah, part part one of your question, I'd I, I love to stay here, um, be able to, you know, build build friendships here, build relationships here. But um, I don't know. I mean, I guess I said this at the beginning of my draft process, when people are asking me what I want to do with my career, it's just, you know, impact, impact the organization and the way, only way I know how it's just, you know, infectious with my, my attitude, with the way I carry myself and, you know, hopefully I can, you know, shed some light on someone's day. That's all I really want to do. Cause you know, basketball is one of those things you you, you do it your whole life. Um, It just, you know, just another day at the office, but it's the other side of it. What's in between the ears is what Mm -hmm. I try to impact. What I try to improve day in and day out, because that's the, that's the difference right there is who can who can lock in mentally, who can lock in emotionally, and be the best basketball player in those realms. That's what I try to do. That's what I try to focus on. Um, location, um, situation, that's not really up to me. That's up to the people above me. Yep. So I just try to control what I can control and let everything else fall in place.
1: That's a gift. That's a gift. You leave an impression too. You do. Thank you. Let's just wrap up with five kind of rapid fire questions just a little bit more personality, non-basketball related. Okay. Question one of our final five. How do you take your coffee?
0: Black. Black.
1: You hesitated.
0: Yeah, because there was a – I was a Starbucks guy for a long time in college. My goodness. was drinking all the nasty stuff. Oh, the the super – the slushy frappuccinos. You know what I'm talking about. I was, oh, drink, yeah. so I was one of those guys, and then I converted to like a – Cafe Mocha, Double Espresso, and now I'm just, oh, that's too much sugar. I just need some, I need some ketamines in my system. I just want some black coffee. Give me a cup of hot black coffee, piping hot coffee.
1: Okay, so you've evolved, mm-hmm. and it is now just straight black coffee. Yeah, I've, grow, okay. I've grown up a little bit. Are you a morning person or a night owl? Um,
0: I don't know. I would like to say I'm a little bit of both, really. I can, I can stay up if I need to, but um, uh, anyone on this team will tell you I value my sleep very much. I need my eight hours or so I'm just not a, I'm, I'm not the same person. I'm kind, of, I'm kind of a grouch when I don't get my eight hours. Okay. But, yeah, I can stay up. I can wake up early. I can do whatever you need, really. I like, to think I'm, you I, like, I like to think I'm more of a morning person, though. I like to be up early, take advantage of the day. But I'll stay up late, like if I have something, something I'm doing, playing some video games or something. Something you, important. Yeah, you'll, you'll catch me up from playing video games on accident. Okay, yeah. okay.
1: What is in your refrigerator right now?
0: You want the you want the honest? I had nothing really. We were gone for nine days. Kind of throw everything away when I got back. I got uh, some Simply Lemonade, uh, some leftovers from last night. I think we had I think we had like some some tacos or something. Like that. Okay. Um, some vegan ketchup, some bottled waters, and I have a bunch in my freezer. I have a lot of stuff in my freezer. Okay. I have some like these like these like frozen I don't know to, smoothie pops. Really good. I don't know where they came from. I think my aunt might have brought them in there, but they're delicious. I have a bunch of those and I have some prepared meals and some pizza rolls when I'm feeling spicy, you know.
1: Got it. Which emoji do you use the most?
0: Ooh, that's a good one. I don't know.
1: I'll have to check you my phone.
0: I would have to check my phone. Um maybe that blue pea emoji. I do love that blue pea emoji.
1: Blue P? Like yeah. the letter P? Mm-hmm yeah for what does what does that represent parking
0: It's a new i don't know i'm sure a lot of people know the new song that came out with the uh, future and gun and all that stuff it's it's one of those things like people are using it now it's like okay. a, it's okay. like an emoji of endearment i guess is the okay. word i would use to describe it so i use that one a lot i use a laughing emoji i think a lot of things yeah. are funny obviously um <laughs> the heart emoji goes to my mom Aww. i send a lot of heart emojis to my mom a little too much sometimes but <laughs> Yeah, those are probably some of the emojis I use the most.
1: Never too much, never too much heart emojis. Yeah, never too many As a hearts, mom, never, I'll tell too, you. never too, never nope, too many hearts for mom wrong.
0: dukes, for sure.
1: Last one, what is a talent or a skill that you do not have, but you wish you did? Not like could fly or something. An actual something skill. I could,
0: something I could acquire if I put in the time and the effort. Is what you mean?
1: Or I really something like you keep drawing or something that just doesn't come naturally to you. That you the, wish you were good at naturally.
0: Singing, maybe. Sing. Ooh, if I can sing, it'd be a rap. Mm. I might not have to play basketball. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be that good. I'd just be that guy, really. Play the instrument, sing, sing in the background, it'd be mm. great. It'd be like this century, this generation's John Legend or something. Oof. Yeah.
1: Big stage show. If I can
0: sing, because I'm a pretty good dancer. My teammates will tell you, I'm a pretty good dancer. Oh, okay. I can't sing for anything, though. Maybe in the shower when the acoustics are right, but not, not just in a regular setting. I'm not a good singer. So if I can sing, I think that'd be enough for me, for sure. I'd be a happy guy.
1: It's the only thing missing. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's
0: the only thing missing right there. All right.
1: There it is. Thank you, Nate. Appreciate it. You are one interesting fellow. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Wolves Plus, presented by Aura.